Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. It is no secret that my top manifesting hack is my daily use of subliminal audios. I mean, mostly because I'm lazy and I get to manifest in my sleep. What a goddamn dream. Who wouldn't love it? Subliminal messaging has been around for years. The Guardian published an article back in 2007 stating that scientists have found that subliminal messages leave a mark on the brain. And that's why everyone from Apple to Coca-Cola have infamously used it in their advertising campaigns. Subliminal stimuli are any sensory stimuli below a person's threshold for conscious perception, i.e. you think you're just listening to a relaxing piece of music, but boom, there are hundreds, if not thousands, thousands of powerful statements and affirmations beneath the music that you can't hear with your conscious brain. These affirmations can have distinct impacts on people's thoughts and behaviour. Choose from a range including perfect health, wealth and success, beauty and confidence, fertility, weight loss, meet your soulmate, peaceful and present parent, happy kids and so much more. Easily download onto your phone or live stream when exercising, cooking dinner, in the bath or my personal favourite as you go to sleep as part of your daily mindset practice. Go to francescaamber.com to get yours. What up, bitches? Welcome back to Law of Attraction Changed My Life. Just a heads up, I recorded this episode back at the beginning of December and I never released it because I didn't love it and I felt like it was a bit rambly. It's nearly an hour long. Um, and so, yeah, I wasn't sure. But then this week, this week between Christmas and New Year got me fucking good. I literally got home tonight, felt like a bag of shit, feel like I've got knives in my throat. And I was like, well, fuck me, it's Friday tomorrow. And you go like recorded a podcast. So I thought, why not release this one? It's about a year of transformation. So I hope that you enjoy it. But if some of the things I say, you're like, what? What? It's November? It's not November. I recorded it time ago. Okay. Also, just a quick little message for the people that have booked the New Year's Goal workshop. Over 500 of you have not 
um, received the link or you've not picked up the link uh, to the private Facebook group where the live stream is going to be held and it's making me fucking nervous. So if you have bought the New Year's workshop and have not received your link, can you send me an email at Francesca Spink, um, sorry, Francesca Spink at hotmail.com. It's the one that's linked to the big cartel store um, with your order and I will reply to you with the link. So just make sure that you join it before the live stream, which is going to be 1pm on New Year's Day. All right, I'll see you all then. Have a great New Year, everyone. Bye. What up, bitches? It's Law of Attraction Changed My Life. I'm your host, Francesca, and I'm having the best goddamn week. The best goddamn week. It's Christmas. It's December. My Christmas trees have been up for almost a month. (laughs) I'm living my best goddamn life. Look, no one can tell me any different. I am on, I am, I am on day one of our new book, our new gratitude process, a 30-day gratitude process. You know I love a gratitude process. And let me tell you, goddamn miracles are working. If you have not tried something like the magic, or which I've done a million times, or we're now doing Thank and Grow Rich, honestly, give it a try. Even if you don't do it with the book club, give it a try by your goddamn self. It is incredible what happens when you just focus on morning gratitude, let me tell you. So anyway, check that out. Also, a new month means another charity donation in the name of you guys, my listeners. But let's be honest, mostly the Patreon book club bitches because they are the ones funding this shit. Um, This month, my charity donation went to a charity based here in the UK called Remember My Baby. And if I remember, it's rememberMyBaby.org.uk. It is a free service. It's completely run by volunteers of photographers who go into hospitals and photograph babies that have died during birth or shortly after birth. I believe that's true. I don't think it's I don't think it's older babies, but I think it's just babies after birth. Um photographers will go in and they will actually photograph the baby with the family because Quite often, obviously, you can imagine it's a very traumatic time and maybe people don't think to take pictures or they don't feel like it's an okay thing to do. Or you might have one of those fucking husbands that just takes absolutely shite pictures or never even thinks to get their camera out and take a picture of you and your baby. I think it doesn't matter if your baby was born alive or if your baby died. A lot of men, they just don't fucking take the picture. There's so many things about it on Facebook, like just take the picture and they don't. And so this team of photographers, they are all over the country. They go in and they will take beautiful portraits of your baby. They'll take pictures of your baby with you. And it's something that you get to keep. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad, isn't it? Like it's, oh, it's just such a sad thing that like this service even needs to exist. And it's something that you would never even think about. And some people might just be like, oh, that's fucking morbid. But remember... Back in the Victorian times, it was really, really commonplace to take pictures of your babies after they died. And I think if you look at the animal kingdom, like they often will carry their babies with them. Um, That makes me really sad as well. Like, do you remember that whale that got trapped in the Thames and it like carried its dead baby with it for, or was it orangutan? I don't remember, but it carried its baby with it for like months. And it's such a normal way to grieve. And I think now that hospitals are so much more with it, like I think back in the day, they just whipped the baby away and you'd never see it. And they've realised that that causes so much trauma to people. 
And that's why now they have cold cots and you can take your baby home with you and you can spend, I think it's up to a week or something. But anyway, I've donated £200 in the name of Law of Attraction Changed My Life for Remember My Baby. If you would like to make a donation, it's rememberMyBaby.org.uk. But also, if you would like to volunteer your time, if you are a photographer and they are looking for professional photographers, um, you can volunteer your time. You also can volunteer as a retoucher, as like an editor. So they could send you photos online and you could retouch them for them. So if you have any of those skills that you would be able to offer, please, please do get in touch with them because they are looking for people all over the country and they give you full training. There's training videos, there's training days on how to like, um, how to be in that environment and how to, how to cope with it because I'm sure it's a very, very stressful and very emotionally draining thing to do. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I'm starting this podcast. We're just crying constantly, (laughs) but it's a very, it's a very, um, it's a very, I don't want to use the word sad, but it's a very emotional charity, isn't it? It's just, sorry, I've just been looking at the website and it's just fucking made me lose my mind. Oh dear. Anyway, it is December, which means it has been a year of my book club. And without a doubt, it has changed my goddamn life. If you saw my post on Instagram the other day, maybe I should read it to you. Maybe I won't. I won't be that passive aggressive. You can just go on my Instagram and read it. I'm at Francesca Amber. It was just basically saying where I was this time a year ago when I started this book club to where I am now and how much has changed in a year. And it made me think, do you know what? I'm going to do an entire podcast episode breaking down what I got from each book and what I implemented. Now, I'm not going to give you all of the proper ins and outs of each book and all of the lessons we learn because number one I don't think it's really fair to the people that have been on the journey and have done the whole book club but also there's so fucking much I could not put it into one one podcast episode but for those of you that say oh I wish you didn't talk about your life it's time for you to sign off bitches because this episode is going to be about how the law of attraction has changed my life in the last fucking year because I feel like I am a living example with this you know me okay by now I would hope and you can see the changes that I'm making in my life and I feel like I'm as transparent with you as I can be and I want you to see oh, look, these are the things like she's actually applied these things and she's actually changed her life using them. So I hope that this is a source of inspiration for you. I hope that this is something that you can be like, well, fuck me, maybe I'll read that book or maybe I'll join the book club. I don't know. So we started last year in December and we started with the magic, which is just like the fucking best gratitude process ever. Well, to be honest, it's the only one I've ever done. But every time I do it, something incredibly magical happens. Now, when I did it this time, I created the book club. That was like the first month I did it. I had not earned any money for a long time because I hadn't like I was pregnant. The lockdown happened, coronavirus, pandemic, lucky day. And my salon was closed down. So I hadn't earned money in a long time. And actually doing the magic and starting the book club and doing that first month, I actually earned money for the first. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans. Each week we talk about the curious things that people do. Fans say it's like hanging out with your funny friends. 
If you like lighthearted conversation, personal stories, and a hint of psychology, chances are we are discussing something relevant to you, like relationships, dreams, phobias, weddings, work, cults, a hundred topics and counting. Sometimes silly, sometimes serious, but always fun. Please join us, because no matter who you are, we all smell like humans. Please click the link in the show notes. What the? Oh, it's a dog barking. Sorry, it scared the fucking life out of me. I thought it was something growling. It's a dog. Um, That was like the first thing that really happened is I... I gained back my financial um, independence again. In January, we moved on to The Power of Focus, which was a lot more of like a strategy book. So this is no longer just focusing on gratitude. It is actually strategy, how we can achieve our goals. Now, this book is a bit of an older fashioned kind of um, business book. It's by Jack Canfield, who's a little bit more old school, although I fucking love him. And although I didn't love, 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 love the book, looking back, I feel like I implemented some of my most like life changing things. And I guess when I say life changing, it's things that you implement and then affect you on a cumulative level day after day after day after day or week after week after week. So one of the things that I learned from the power of focus was to delegate and defer. So there was a 4D approach. It was like, can you either do it? delegate it, defer it, or what's the other one? Or do it. (laughs) No, defer, delegate, do it or dismiss it. Dismiss it. Just be like, nah, thanks. And I guess with all these books, I make sure that I actually do every single exercise and that I actually genuinely live it because I knew that otherwise the time would come where people would be like, well, hang on a second, nothing's changed for you. So why should I fucking do this? So I have made sure that I've done it. So one of the first things I did was delegation. And I realised that I needed a handyman. I just needed to find a handyman. And I found one locally who always has a waiting list of about two months. But that's fine. I just book him in advance. And now I've realised I don't even need a fucking husband or no man in my life. Because I've got this local handyman who will come hang my clocks, sort out my TV, clip my wires to the wall. I don't know. Whatever I fucking need doing. Hanging my mirrors. He will do all of it. And it is incredible. I also hired a cleaner, which... Every time I do this, because I sometimes go a couple of years where I don't have a cleaner and then when I have one again, I'm like, why did I ever give this up? So I hired a cleaner. That was a massive, massive thing. And probably the biggest thing was hiring a nanny. So the babies were quite young at this point. It was January. So they would have been bloody hell, six months old, not even that, four months old. And ordinarily, I would never, ever have hired any kind of childcare at this early age. But I was literally on my own and this book club was taking off and I was having to record every single day. I couldn't physically do it without, I just needed someone just to sit. I mean, at this point, they're newborns. I just needed someone to sit and cuddle them so that I could just go upstairs and record. And luckily, I knew this lady from when I had Bohemia and she used to go to this swing sling class and you basically dance with your baby in a sling and she had her little like um her client I guess like is a baby called a client and she would take the baby and I thought how amazing like she's treating this baby like it's her own and so I love that I met her and she didn't know that I was looking at her as a nanny do you know what I mean because I wasn't and so I got in contact with her and she's like sure I can come to your house I completely trust her it was brilliant great 
greatest thing I ever did because it gave me this little bit of time to work on my business, which was incredible. Um, Another thing that I learned from the power of focus was to focus on just one thing. So sorry, the point of delegating and deferring things and stuff like that is so that you can focus more on what you're good at. And this has been like a recurring theme. What you'll notice with a lot of these books is a lot of lessons overlap. And far from being annoyed about that and being like, oh, the last book fucking told us that. To me, it kind of reinforces, oh, okay, so this is what everyone who is successful is actually doing. And sometimes we need to be told the same thing by three or four different people in three or four different ways, maybe at three or four different times for it to actually go in. I know that I've heard lessons in these books that the first time, like back in January, I'll ignore. Come the June, I'm ready to hear it. And so, yeah, so I just wanted to let you know that. Um, the second thing that I really took from the book, The Power of Focus, was to focus on one thing and get that one thing done. So we all have those things on our to-do list, don't we? Like for me, I had reels on my to-do list for ages because a big part of my business is social media and Instagram. And we all know that reels is where it's fucking heading. As much as we hate it, we all know where it's fucking going. There's talk of the grid going. I don't know. I don't know what to think. But I knew I had to learn reels and it was just something that was on my to-do list for ages. And back then, one of the things that was on my to-do list was to learn how to, basically how to use Zoom, record on Zoom and then export that and be able to edit it (laughs) into a podcast. And the irony is I did learn it and now I seem to have unlearned it. And whenever I record on Zoom, I can't fucking edit. I can't edit the episode. I just have to do a one-take wonder. So I don't know. I'm a fucking idiot. But... I just decided one day that is the one task above all else that I have to complete. And you know what? I did it. I did it. And I had three celebrity guests in my first um, like month of knowing how to do that. And so just having that laser focus and focusing on one thing rather than dedica- um, like spreading your energy and your time and your attention out over lots of different little things, just figure out what is the one thing that's going to move you up to the next level and conquer that one thing. So in February, we had a little bit of a change of pace. The power of focus was very strategic. The power of focus was very business orientated and results orientated. And people wanted a bit of a different vibe. And so we went for the book Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. Now, this was a lot more spiritual. It was a lot more law of attraction based. It was a lot more vibey. I learned. Now, I learned a lot from this book. The first thing I learned was that I was a manic manifester and that I was so addicted to my outcome being so uh, specific of what I had put either on my vision board or whatever, that I was not willing to have any other option. And sometimes those things that I manifested that were very, very specific were perhaps not actually the best thing for me, but I was so fixated on the outcome, it would happen perhaps against my greater good. And so what I learned was to say this or something better and to be open to this that I want to manifest or something better. Now, it sounds something that's so simple, but actually just being open to a different possibility, something that I couldn't even imagine was a really big turning point. 
for me. Um, another thing was that I need to actually co-create with the universe. Here I was kind of using, using the universe as my little bitch. And I was like, I want this, this and this, and this is how it's going to happen. And I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to do it. Basically being a pushy manifester. And I was kind of not letting the universe do its thing and letting the universe be a part of my journey. And so it was really like taking a step back and saying, do you know what? I'm not creating this. I am co-creating this with you and asking for guidance as well. If ever you're not 100% sure, it's not all up to you to have to figure everything out. You can actually ask the universe for guidance. You can ask for divine intervention. You can ask for symbols and signs. And I tell you what, it took so much pressure off of me to be able to I guess, hand over some of my power to something bigger and be like, actually, it's not just me. I'm co-creating with you. So March, we went back to a little bit of sort of strategic thinking and we did the Miracle Morning, which is a 30 day challenge, which we do love a 30 day challenge here in the book club. It is a vibe and I love Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I love it. But I did have like five month old babies at the time and I don't quite know what I was fucking thinking doing it. I do love Miracle Morning. I think that it's absolutely incredible. There's this girl that I know from Instagram called Ella Victoria and she um, had me on her podcast last year and she said that where she lives in Australia there's her and a group of other sort of creatives and content creators and stuff who go to a local cafe and they do like a miracle morning together so they all take their laptops at 5am and they all go and sit and work I mean what fucking coffee shop is opening at 5am McDonald's I don't know anywhere else that would and I was so jealous and I was just like oh my god like what a fucking dream but if I'm honest I didn't get very much out of March because like I said five month old babies I was cluster feeding through the night I had no sleep and the thing is if I got up if I woke up and got out of the bed the only thing that would happen is then all of my children would wake up at five o'clock as well so I wouldn't have got anything done so I know that Hal says, you know, don't make excuses. There's anyone can do this. I also don't think that he has had twin babies um, <laughs> and he does not understand the co-sleeping responsibilities of that. And so I couldn't physically do that. But I do know that when I get to the point where my children can sleep independently or there may be I don't know, they're at school or whatever, a little bit older, I will definitely be bringing the miracle morning back into my life. April was probably one of the best books we did. And that was Atomic Habits. I absolutely loved Atomic Habits. It was such a simple, small changes, like really small things to make dramatic differences. So the idea behind Atomic Habits is that you only need to do something to make a 1% change each day to completely shift the trajectory of your life. So for example, whatever it, it might be, learning to play the piano or taking care of your skin or eating healthy, whatever. If you only improve by 1% a day, or likewise, if you got worse by 1% a day, you would be was it 36 times better by the end of the year? 
than where you started. So it's incredible how just making these small incremental changes um, can have such a dramatic effect on your life. There are also some really handy things like how to make a one-time decision that then pays you dividends for basically as long as you as you keep it up because of course once something is automated once something is easy once you don't have to think about it it just keeps benefiting you week after week a really good example of that is setting up a direct debit for um savings to come out of your main bank account and into a savings account now to stop those um payments going into your account your savings account would actually take more work and more effort and more time than just simply letting it go in and so of course once you do that you actually just have it going in there each month and you completely forget about it and you don't know about it. Now, the change that I made, one of the things I really wanted to change in that month with Atomic Habits was my eating habits. I was really overwhelmed with the amount of stuff I had to do. I had three young children and I was finding it really hard to be excited about dinner time and eat healthily, eat fresh, eat varied. I'm one of these people where I'll feed my children vegetables and then when they go to bed, I'll like eat a bar of galaxy or like a piece of toast or something. And I know so many mums do it. And so the one time decision I made was that I started my love of my life, HelloFresh. <laughs> I fucking love HelloFresh. And it was something that I've been meaning to do for so long. I was like, one day I'm going to try a meal kit delivery service. And I started it and it started an absolute love affair with cooking. Before you knew it, I was zesting limes. I was peeling fucking shallots. No way, you don't peel a shallot. I was basically living my best culinary life. Um, I honestly have never eaten so well since doing HelloFresh. Um, and Bohemia really enjoys it as well. And she has a lot of taste now that I would never, ever have introduced to her palate. And yet she loves them. I mean, there was one thing that we made that I was like, oh, this is a bit too spicy for me. And she's like, mm, I'm fine. <laughs> like, like, I love it. And that was something that it was just set up to deliver at my house every single week. And so I didn't have to think about it. Not only did I not have to think about food shopping, I didn't have to think about meal planning. I didn't have to think about all of that bullshit. And it literally saved me so much time, so much money and so much waste. Um, to add on to that, I also decided to start doing my weekly online food shop in advance. So but again, that's taking one action that reaps dividends over and over again. I just decided that every Monday I would have a food delivery. So instead of like having to go out and go to the shop and then get distracted by all the homeware and all of the sweet things that you can buy, just have it delivered to my house every Monday. And then I know what's coming. And yeah, it was goddamn life changing. Um, another thing was that I found it really hard to remember to take medication and vitamins and stuff. Um, oh, I have to take so many. I have to take like eight tablets a day for my Crohn's disease. And then I also have to take like breastfeeding supplements and stuff like that. And I just found that I wasn't taking them, basically. I just wasn't taking them. And so somebody in the, the WhatsApp group said, oh, I've bought this really lovely pill box. <laughs> I mean, it's not that lovely. It's just like a plastic one. It's rainbow and like each day is a different colour. And I decant all of my vitamins and supplements and everything and my medication into it at the beginning of the week. And then it's really easy just to open the day and just take all of your medication. And so I went from barely ever taking vitamins and my medication to actually taking it every single day, which obviously is like a massive 
benefit for my health. Um, there were also other things like this whole taking one action that will benefit you. I bought Birkenstocks for my posture and my feet. I'm really paranoid about getting like pantofasciitis because my sister's had it and I feel like oh, my arch is dropping. I'm like walking around in just flat flip flops. And so I bought Birkenstocks to have as slippers in my house and that really helped improve like my posture and my feet. I think at the time I was having really bad problems with my pelvic girdle. Like after birth, my hips just did not go back and it was really painful for a while. Um, But yeah, that was a really great book about just making really small changes that would add up over time to make a really big difference. I mean, another thing I started doing, for example, was boiling all of my tap water, like all of my tap water I'd drink, I'd boil. Such a small thing to do, but actually added up over a year. How many grams of heavy metals have I or chlorine or whatever have I not ingested because of that one little action anyway the next one was May and we did the book Rich as Fuck now this was a bit of a game changer for us because this was the first money book we had done I've always stayed away from manifesting money money mindset type books and I don't know why or coaches whatever I've always stayed away from it I don't know why and for some reason, Amanda Francis's book, Rich as Fuck, came to my attention. I think somebody asked to do it. And I was like, do you know what? Let's bring some money into this. Like, let's try it. And <laughs> let's just say it was fucking mind blowing. So I set the intention to double my income that month. And I did double my income. And that was simply by learning about energetic set points, about how we all have these set points where we are willing to go both high and low. For some people, they can't imagine ever having less than £10,000 in their account. For some people, they can't ever imagine having more than £10. They can't imagine going into their overdraft. Other people can't imagine like bailiffs turning up at their door or being evicted. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone has their different low point. And also everyone has their different high point. Like, do you ever find that your account gets to a certain limit and then it seems to just get spent? Like it never goes over that amount. I know that I certainly did. And it's just about recognizing that and then consciously sort of saying, okay, well, I decide to change that. I want to move up to the next level. And of course, to get to the next level, you have to do something different. Oh, it was just so fucking interesting. So yeah, I doubled my income. I also realized that I never bought anything on credit because I was scared that I would not be able to afford it in the future, which is such a fucking bad vibe, isn't it? To be like, oh, I'm not going to get out this credit now in case I can't pay it in the future. Like what? I plan to be poor in the future. I plan to be poorer than I am now. This is bullshit. So that was something that I really had to overcome because I've never had a credit card. I've never had anything. The only debt I've ever had is my mortgage. And that was something that I really needed to overcome. Once I realized why I'd never done it, then I realized, okay, well, I need to overcome that. And I really intended to buy a new car using credit, like using 0% finance. But it turns out 0% finance doesn't fucking exist on cars. So I ended up buying it outright with cash. And then I meant to buy a new kitchen um, when I was having my house done and use credit for that. And then I bottled it again. And I was like, no, I'm just going to pay it in full. Like, I just can't deal with it. I just can't. And then eventually, later this year, I'm getting all of my windows replaced because I've got proper old wooden windows that are like basically falling apart. 
Um, and he said, would you like 0% finance? And I was like, yes, I fucking would give it to me. And so I have now broken that, um, like that, that fear I had about it, I guess. Um, so I changed my energetic set points. I doubled my income. I bought a new car. Um, and I also decided to celebrate wins with buying myself something that I wanted. So I had a bit of a journey here, right? Because we then went on to do the book, uh, Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Duffield Thomas. And she kind of broke it down for me a lot more. So Amanda Francis said that you need to, um, what was the word she used? You need to um, upgrade all these different areas of your life or you need to like basically up level what you're wearing, the stuff you have around you to basically be a wealthy woman. And I kind of ended up buying a couple of designer items that with hindsight, I don't really wear them very much. I don't really, they're not really my vibe. And it's only when I read Denise Stuffield Thomas's book is she said that sometimes people feel like they have to make this gesture of like, this is the person I am now. This is what I have to wear. But she said, if you've never been used to spending that amount of money on yourself, you might not know what your taste is. And that was the problem I had is I did not know what my taste was. And I actually didn't know what I liked. And what Denise Duffield Thomas says is to actually just make an incremental upgrade. So she talks about starting with just something as simple as your underwear drawer, get rid of all of your old skanky underwear and just upgrade rather than buying like your usual five pack of whatever basics. Get like the next the next stage up or maybe go to a slightly nicer store. It's just about doing that incremental upgrade that you feel good about rather than going from Primark to Prada. Do you know what I mean? So that's something that it took me two books to kind of learn that. So anyway, we take a real change in direction. So the book club bitches always choose the books. We have a little poll and we decide what we want to do and I think after the superficiality of rich as fuck as fun as it fucking was and as much as we all made bank in June we decided to do heal your life by Louise Hay rest in peace I fell in love with Louise Hay during this book if you have not read any of her books like honestly this woman is a damn treat and I feel so sad that she's died and I hope that she knows how many people she's helped now this book was very emotional a lot of people found this incredibly emotional, um, incredibly difficult to do for many, many reasons. And it's all about digging into your childhood and digging into your past and basically healing others, um, forgiving others around you and forgiving yourself as well. What's interesting is I did this whilst staying at my mum's house and I unconsciously, I don't really know what how it came about, but kind of healed a 20-year family rift with somebody that's in my family. And it just wasn't any big deal. It just was suddenly okay. It was suddenly okay. And I can't describe it. I don't know how it's happened, but it was definitely since doing that book. Now, in July, we did Get Rich Lucky Bitch because once we started these money books, we just couldn't stop. We fucking loved it. Um, and this one is by Denise Duffield Thomas. And I aligned with this book much, much more. She talks about upgrading your life in all areas and about how you can 
upgrade your living environment and how you will actually end up earning more because you are inspired by your environment and you look around you and you see what you deserve and etc etc um I already talked about the incremental upgrade, didn't I? Oh, the other thing she talked about was a highly symbolic upgrade. And the example she gave in the book was actually the example that I used in my own life, which was hiring a bookkeeper or an accountant. So I've had an accountant ever since I've been a sole trader for years and years and years because I hate doing my own tax returns. I'm just always so scared I'm going to do it wrong. So I've always had an accountant, but I didn't really realize the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper. So I would always be responsible for my month to month stuff, which of course I'd always leave to the end of the year, panic about all year, literally keep me awake at night. And then at the end of the year, I would have to do it in a couple of weeks and it would be so, so stressful. This bookkeeper... I just give it all to her. She has all my logins for everything, my PayPal, my my bank accounts, and she literally takes care of everything. She's got me into a limited company. She's taken me to the next level. This woman has been my guardian angel. And that was a highly symbolic gesture to the universe to say, do you know what? I take my money seriously. I ain't playing small time. I'm ready to move to the next level and I'm going to need people around me who are specialists. Oh my God, let's get the fucking life out of me. Oh my god! I thought I heard something. I thought I heard like, a, oh god, it's just my cat. It's a long story short, it's my cat. Jesus Christ! I nearly just shit myself. Oh. Okay, so <clears throat> I made that highly symbolic upgrade of a bookkeeper. And I can quite honestly say it has changed my life. The amount of bandwidth that is given back to my mind of just not having to worry about that entire aspect of my business. It's incredible. Okay, so in August, we <laughs> in August we had a mild setback. I mean, some people loved it, but it was a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And this was recommended by my good friend and mentor, Paul C. Brunson, who we all know and love. So this book was fucking hard work. I, look, I'm going to put it out there. I hated it. Uh, It's the only book from the book club that I've actually gotten rid of that I now kind of regret because I need to take pictures with all 12 books and I do regret that. But I hated it. But having said that, and this is the beauty of the book club, right, is even a book that you don't resonate with, you can still take just one thing away. If you take one thing away and actually remember it and apply it in your life or use it at a time you need it, it's been worth it. It's been worth it. And what I learned from the book Mindset is that we all have these ideas that you're either good at something or you're not. And that's what I'm like. I'm like, oh, I'm really bad with technology or, oh, I can't do whatever. And it's just making the subtle shift to actually, well, anyone can learn. Anyone can actually learn to do anything. So you don't need to say, oh, I'm really bad at that. You might not be naturally good at it, but you can definitely learn to do anything. And also that difficulties are a challenge, not a chore. This was something that I was perceiving challenges as just absolute audacities. Like if a challenge came into my life that I couldn't bother to do, I'd be like the fucking audacity of this to take up my time and my energy. How fucking dare you? And it was through this book that I 
discovered to not look at it as a challenge uh, as a chore but to look at it as a challenge how can this help me up level how can this help me grow how can this help me expand and during the month of August I hired a lawyer and that was something that I'd always been very um against and I'd always been like I don't need that I don't need that like that's something that I I guess I leveled up and I decided is something that I could do in my life and that was definitely from the book Mindset. Um, Another thing I learned was I changed the way that I praised Bo. So I didn't realise that the way that I was praising her was actually stunting her creativity and basically stunted her goddamn mind. So when your children do something and they draw a picture and it's like a piece of shit and you're like, oh my God, that's amazing because you want them to feel good and you want them, like you just love them. So you're like, oh my God, that's really good. Apparently you're not supposed to do that. Instead, you're not supposed to praise natural talent. You're supposed to praise effort. So... If your child came to you with a drawing and like Bo was coming to me with fucking stick figures and I'd be like, oh my God, that's amazing. You're so good at that. They then believe that they're just talented and they can't show any kind of weakness. But if you actually praise the effort, it's like, I guess it's a little bit like when people say to me, oh God, you're so lucky. You're so, and I'm like, no, I'm not fucking lucky. Like I've not just fallen on my feet doing whatever. Like people say that salon, it's like, no, I fucking worked really hard. And so it's acknowledging to children that they've worked really hard on something and praising their effort rather than praising their ability. Um, and so I practiced this with Bo, with her drawing. And it was really hard. And she showed me a drawing. And I said, hmm, I think you can do better than that, can't you? Like I bet you could draw like that hand more lifelike or whatever. And I tell you what, you would not believe, but in a matter of about 10 minutes, her drawing had come on more than it had in like a year. It was insane. So yeah, that's the two things I would take from mindset. As much as I hated that book, it's that difficulties are a challenge, not a chore. That's just that real mindset shift that makes something not painful to have to do. Um, I hired a lawyer and also I changed the way that I praised my children. So in September, we did a book that randomly I just found in my local post office uh, book charity book bin. And it was brand new and it just spoke to me. And it was Working Hard, Hardly Working by Grace Beverly. Um, I absolutely fucking loved this book. It came to me at a time where I had a very, very bad life, like work-life balance. As a lot of this year has been, sorry, I feel like a broken record saying it, but I was either working, I was literally sitting recording or I was looking after like children. That's all I was doing constantly. And there was never, ever, ever any time for me. And I felt like I just never stopped, that I always had to be on. And so I finally stopped. I finally just stopped. This was back in September and I got a bit of a healthier work-life balance. Um, One of the best things that I took from this is something called the Eisenhower method, which is a way to really sort of structure your time and your tasks and figure out what it is that you need to do. So it's like important and urgent, important, not urgent, urgent, but not important, whatever. There's like a quadrant of, um, of, of areas. And that I found really helped me to actually achieve my short term and longer term goals and not get caught up in just like admin and other shit that just kind of sucks you in. Another thing that is something that I've kept up since, well, this we did this in September. So I've kept this up for a good few months now 
is on a Sunday night, just sitting and actually planning out my week. So using that Eisenhower method, but also just sitting and going through my diary. I write it all out on a sheet that is like a Monday to Sunday thing and just writing out all of our appointments, all of the things that we're doing. And then I write in things that I want to achieve each day. So like it's so easy to look at your to-do list and just feel so overwhelmed. But actually, if you take it and be like, right, on Monday, if all I do is record chapter two of that thing or learn how to do reels or whatever it might be, it honestly makes such a difference to my week. I feel so much less overwhelmed. I feel so much better when I plan out my week on a Sunday night. But also speaking of planning stuff, she had this little part in the book that was just so interesting. And she said that basically a rich, varied and fulfilled life doesn't just happen. Like it actually takes a lot of planning. And I'm one of these people that I see people on Instagram doing fun stuff, like especially people think of really cool things to do with their kids. And I'm like, oh, damn, why didn't I think of that? And I get really jealous. I'm like, oh, I wish I'd done that. And when I read this book, we were like in the last week of the school summer holidays. And we had just been isolating with COVID for two weeks. So we were so fucking housebound. The children were so bored. And I really wanted to make the most of this last week of the holidays. And I didn't want it to feel like it had just slipped by and we haven't really done anything. And so using her method, I just decided, okay, tonight when the children are in bed, I need to just dedicate this time to actually planning out my week and making plans with people so that I can then enjoy and reap the rewards of said plans. And so what I did was like I made a list of all the things I wanted to do. I made a list of all the people I wanted to see. And then I kind of matched up the activity with the people that I thought would most enjoy it. So I'd send a really concise direct message to the person. I'd be like, hey, do you want to go to Tattershall Farm on Monday morning? This is the link. You can book your tickets here. We could meet there at 10 o'clock, question mark. And people love, I learned this from writing features and stories for magazines. People love it if you do the work for them. If you say, it's this time, it's this time, this is the link, you need to buy a ticket, I'll see you there. They're like, okay, great. Because if you just say to someone, oh, we haven't seen each other for ages, you really should catch up, shouldn't we? Yeah, hon, when should we? No, it never fucking happens. You've got to give a direct, a direct order, (laughs) not an order, but like, so I did that with all my friends. And that last week of the summer holidays, we had the best fucking week ever. We literally crammed six weeks of fun into that last week. And so that's something that I've learned is that a fun, varied life takes planning and it takes time. And if you want to have that fun stuff, it doesn't just happen. You've got to actually sit and plan it. Uh, What else did I get from that? Oh, I guess just to take time off to be just a little bit more structured with my week. I also remember at that time, I was honestly taking no time off at all. Every spare minute I had, as soon as the babies were asleep, I would just be working. And I remember my sister saying like, oh, you're going to have a birthday party for the twins. And I was like, oh, I don't think so. Like, they're so young. They won't even know what's going on. COVID is still a little bit around. Are people even having parties? And I nearly didn't do it. And then I was reading this book and it was all about making the most of now making the most of now making the most of everything like planning things doing fun things taking time off having a better work-life balance and I just thought you know what if I work really hard today I can afford to take two days off one day to like plan this party and go and buy all the stuff and one day to actually host it and I did that 
and afterwards I had to sort of catch up and work a little bit but my god when I look back now am I so pleased that I took that time to take the time off and celebrate my beautiful girls and so yeah that's what I loved about that book in October, we did Marie Kondo's Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. Now, you know I love a fucking declutter. I love it. I'm here for it. It changes your life. Um, keep only what you want and only that supports the future version of yourself and your dream life. So I completely decluttered my house. I got rid of so much shit. And I've only lived in my house for two years. So it was quite shocking how much shit I got rid of. But I also had a revelation. And like I said, with these books, sometimes if you only take one small thing away, so long as you actually go forth and apply it into your life and remember it, it has been so fucking worth it. So something that Marie Kondo said, and I've read this book once or twice before and I'd never picked up on this or I'd never this is what I talk about sometimes you hear something but you're not ready for it she talks about paperwork now I used to be a paperwork organized freak so at work I used to have all these ring binders I was the kind of person I would literally every electricity bill I had for my house I'd write paid what date I'd paid it on and then hole punch it and put it in my lever arch file. I mean, what the fuck was I doing in my life? But everything was super, super organised. But because it was such an intricate filing system, quite often papers that needed filing, I'd just put in a pile to go in there and then it would never happen. So what Marie Kondo says is that you only need two trays. One is paperwork you need to keep. The second is paperwork you need to deal with. And it fucking changed my life. I got rid of six ring binders. <laughs> six fucking ring binders. And now I have these two little trays and one is stuff I need to keep. And you wouldn't believe everything I need to keep fits in this one little tray very easily. Very easily. It's honestly life changing. And when you need to find something, you just go through this tiny little pile. You're not having to look through subsections and dividers and different lever arch files. It's just in this one pile. The other pile is stuff to deal with and it becomes really obvious what you need to do. If there's anything in that drawer, you know that that shit you need to deal with. And so that's something that I have carried forward. I've genuinely got rid of all of my lever arch files. I've got rid of all of my filing, my complicated filing systems. And I have two trays and it's changed my goddamn life. OK, and it could change yours, too. In November, we did Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols, and that is the most recent book we've done that we've just finished. And she was teaching us how to live abundantly now, about how you can't just keep waiting until when you've reached this magic number where you feel abundant or you feel like you've arrived or you feel rich enough or you feel worthy enough. You have to start living it now. So I during this one, I can't remember because I feel like I'm overlapping books here, but basically I fucking hate my front door. I realised that I hated my front door and my windows when we were doing um, Get Rich Lucky Bitch. And I had someone come round and I made like a an order to have all of my windows and my door, my front door changed. And that's due to happen in December, like next week. And so when it got to Halloween, I mean, I've always lived in a flat in London. So I always dreamt of having like a front door and having like a little Halloween display because I think when you live in London and you live in a flat, you just, you dream of these things, right? So especially now, like Bo's getting older, I just thought it'd be super fun. 
And I really wanted to have like a beautiful autumnal wreath on my door and pumpkins and a little thing. And then I realised like, oh, I hate my front door. It's so grimy. Like, am I going to really want to take a picture of my front door and put it on my Instagram when I'm going to get a new front door in like a month's time? And then when I was reading Abundance Now, it was like, hang on, that's not the spirit of it. Like, I don't need to wait until I've got the perfect front door to decorate my doorway. Like, I don't need to wait for that. I can live that life now. And I went out and I bought an array of pumpkins in different sizes. I bought this cute skull-like bowl thing, a little skeleton dog, and the most beautiful autumnal wreath that I fucking love. And I decorated the fuck out of my front door. So even though it wasn't my dream front door and I didn't love it and it was changing in a matter of weeks, it was about living in that present moment and living as abundantly as I could in that moment. And I tell you what, that autumnal little like moment I had at my door, it brought me so much joy over that month. It really, really did. Um, what else did I learn from Abundance Now? Stop sharing million dollar ideas with hundred dollar people. That is something that I learned. Um, another thing that I learned from that book that I fucking love, and I feel like I just keep over quoting it on Instagram, but what got you here won't get you there. So I've always been a hustler and I've always done things that have been quite hard work. And what I've realized is that as I enter each new level, and I'd say this is probably the second time I've moved to like a new level in terms of breaking through barriers, starting to do things you're uncomfortable with, being places you've never been before in terms of your business, your finances and stuff. Um, we have to do things that make us uncomfortable. And we also have to recognize that the things that got us here aren't going to get us there. So the first thing I realized is that doing the manifesting boxes, as fun as they were, it was really something for me to do during lockdown. And they took so much of my time, energy, effort, and also just space in my goddamn house. I knew that it was keeping me from fulfilling bigger goals because every time I had free time, I was fulfilling these boxes. And it's like, actually, I need to be working on these bigger projects I have. And so I realized that I just needed to stop that. And actually, in that same month, I got rid of my salon in London. It was no longer serving me. It was no longer something that I felt was viable for me in my life. And it was something that I could graciously just let go of. So it was about just really letting go of things that were going to be holding me back from reaching new levels. And I also took on a warehouse, which I haven't started yet, but I'm hopefully starting in January, where they are going to start fulfilling all of my podcast merchandise orders for me. So they will be holding all of the stock of the bags and the necklaces and stuff, and they will be posting them out from the warehouse directly, which is a massive move for me. And I still had some blockages around it of being like, no, I can do it. I can do it. Why would I have someone else do it? Like I can do it. But it's really just coming back to that what got me here won't get me there and that I need to delegate um, some of these tasks out to other people so that I can focus on things that I like only I can do. Um, oh, I also got three mentors as well um, during this month. She talks quite a lot about having mentors in your life and how you need to have people to look up to and uh, who are several steps ahead of you. And I asked Paul Brunson, and Nicole Byer and they both said yes and they've given me incredible advice so far actually and it's been wonderful anyway fuck me it's been nearly an hour um <laughs> we've come to the end of the year 
I hope that you found that enjoyable. I hope that you found that informative. I really wanted to just, because I know I do bang on about the book club quite a bit, but I think it's just because it's honestly been one of the most amazing things I've ever done. I think for personal development, it's the most amazing thing that I've ever done for myself. And I just wanted to share with you, I guess, in one collated place, look, this is all the changes that I've made over the past year. And any one change on its own doesn't sound life-changing. So doing HelloFresh, getting a cleaner, hiring a bookkeeper, um, outsourcing these, do you know what I mean? Like these things, upgrading my car, whatever it might be, these things on their own aren't life-changing events. But actually, when you look at them all together and how they all fit into my lifestyle, my lifestyle has upgraded. It's fucking upgraded since this time last year. And it's 100% down to these books. There's no secret. There's no crazy code. There's no shortcut, unfortunately. It's just about learning these strategies and applying them. And I guess the point of my book club is I try and make that as fun and entertaining as possible and try and keep you on track with it and provide a loving, supportive community where we can do it together. Anyway, I feel like I've been talking for 500 hours, so (laughs) I'm going to go. Um, Please do check out that charity, rememberbybaby.org.uk. If you want to donate or if you want to volunteer your services, they are really looking for people, so that would be fantastic. Um, We're coming up to Christmas, so if you want to get Christmas gifts from my podcast store, please get them early. Anyone who buys shit the day before Christmas Eve and then complains that it doesn't arrive in time for Christmas, I ain't got time for that energy, okay? I have not got the time so please don't do that if you want christmas presents please order them early i have a range of new gratitude necklaces out i have a gothic kind of print um one that says blessed which is one that i i personally wear all the time and i did just originally have just one made for me and then so many people said they liked it i now have it added to the store i also have a brand new manifesting necklace with the word manifest on it so that's available in rose gold silver and gold and it's all available on the store the link is down below if you want to come and join the book club it's never too late come and join us this 30-day process we're doing at the moment is pretty goddamn magical um and i guess all i have to say is the law of attraction has changed my life over the last year and it can change yours too okay bye What up, bitches? It's no secret that reading has changed my goddamn life. I think it's incredible that people put their entire life's work, their teachings into a book that often costs less than £10. It's incredible to me. And I am so thankful to all of the authors that have helped me on my self-development journey. And, you know, I have the UK's biggest self-development book club. There's over 3,000 of us reading along each month. But maybe you're thinking, Fran, I ain't got time to read. Who do you think I am? Barbara Cartland? No, you are busy. You are girl bossing it. You are living your goddamn life. And I get that. I see that. I hear it and I value it. And that's where Audible can come in. If you find yourself only with the time to be able to listen to something, but to not sit and physically hold a book, maybe you have a physical job like um, cleaning or whatever, where you are using your hands, or maybe you're a crafter. And you want to be able to just listen to something and to learn on the go. Or maybe you're driving a lot and you're able to listen to a book, but you know, it's illegal to read a book and drive, bitches. Don't try it. Then Audible may be for you. I have a 30-day free trial that you can have a little go at and see if it's for you. You can 
download millions of books to your phone or to your laptop or whatever you fucking want and listen to it wherever you are. Um, so check it out. Um, I'll leave the link down below. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.